coming to you live from the cradle of motherfucking civilization. It's time for Destiny Down Under. Welcome to this episode of the Destiny Down Under podcast. That's right, I didn't look at what number it was before we started, and who gives a shit? Because this week we are joined by none other than the legend himself, Man at Arms, and another lesser known Lord YouTuber known as Maddie Bear. <laughs> <laughs> look, right? This is like this is like when my mum fucking i answered i answered my phone to my mum on stream one time and it was on speaker and that did not go well either <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah no we're good don't man. fight we're it <laughs> don't fight it just be the be the soft the soft man that's going to stick <laughs> yeah oh i've got some stories already i've got yeah. stories from that yeah story. no no you need to and we'll, we'll dive into that in a moment but Let's just uh, welcome the man who introduces us every week, straight off the bat. Rick, welcome back. It's been fucking way too long. Uh, it's I mean, been way too long. As much as we do hear your voice every week, uh, how the fuck have you been? More importantly than anyone else, how the fuck are you? <laughs> <laughs> I'm good, considering we're living in a you know post-apocalyptic society over here in Florida, but other than that, it's fine. <laughs> so the po- post-apocalypse is going fine for you? You happy enough with it? I mean, it's working out for me. Not not so much for other people, but you know, that's, they didn't prepare well. That's fine. <laughs> should have I mean, you're in the retail. you're in the thick of it. You're in the thick of it in Florida, right? It's it's not so bad for me. I mean, it's, I mean, I've seen how many I've more. seen I've seen how many guns you've got, mate. <laughs> yeah, the wrong house. It's just... <laughs> <laughs> can can, can we shoot the virus now? Is that what's what's happening? Or I mean. Not it's yet. frowned upon, they're, I imagine. They're, they're beta testing that. I mean, <laughs> when I when I went to Rick's place, he was showing me his weapons cabinet, his gun safe. He gives me a loaded gun. He goes, "Oh wait, hold on a second. Let's not have Marlon shoot himself." <laughs> D chambers it, whatever you fucking call it. He goes, there you go. Gives it back. <laughs> I did. So he, he didn't even trust you to a... shot his G. I did the opposite of what the guy who killed his G Fuel on Twitch did. I unloaded the gun first. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck, that was so dumb. Anyway. Oh, well, no, no, holy shit. Everything's going good. Everything's going really good. It's uh, I'm streaming a lot more because I'm on reduced work hours, but at least I'm working. So that's, yeah. you know, it's a blessing. And my reduced work hours is like a normal everyday person's full fucking work week. So I can't really complain. Right. So I get to, I get to stream about five six times a day, which is it's been fun. Five or six times been, a day. You've been hanging in Destiny, or you've been doing something else. I've just I've been playing Destiny. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna drag Green Eyed uh, Music Lover into Rainbow Six Siege and expose her to that world in the next few days. <laughs> PC or console? Other. We're gonna do it on console. 
It's a, it's, she's, yeah. she's not ready. I'm not ready. I, I fired it up just to like familiarize myself with it again. I was like, oh shit, I forgot how bad this was. This is yeah. gonna be great. We're streaming this live. This is gonna be a disaster. <laughs> <laughs> Siege is one of those games that's hard to get back in, man. It's like it's like Overwatch. It's like, oh, they've got this character. You should pick that guy. Like, you're like, what are you doing? I don't know the abilities. I'm just pointing my gun in the general direction. I don't know the angles yet. It's it a, honestly a, feels like you're playing underwater when you get back into it because you're just so slow. It's like, Ugh. oh, really? Oh, yeah, because you're just your muscle memory is not there because that game is so fast. And apparently you can get Grand Theft Auto free from the uh, from Epic Games up until the 21st. So I downloaded that just so I can get banned from Twitch at some point with the atrocities <laughs> I will commit. That game. <laughs> On PC, GTA 5 is free. <laughs> Yeah, you can you can go right, down right. right now. Okay, that's a the, the plot thing. It's like ninety one gigs though, so you know. Make yeah, money. okay. Well, okay. I mean, no one else can play any other games. Call of Duty still pumping out updates, basically. Good <laughs> <laughs> luck with that thirty gig update. Yeah, here you go. Here's a thirty gig update. Fucking, you wanted to play games, did you, mate? Oh, eat shit, go to bed. <laughs> I need a big hard drive. <laughs> All right. Well, look, we we missed uh, last week's episode because life was just fucking ridiculous at that point. But we're back this mm. week with life that's probably no less ridiculous. But we're fucking charging through anyway. Maddie, hey, going, Cobba? It's been a while. What's going on? Yeah. Uh dude, I, like like Rick, I've been hitting streaming hard. Like. <laughs> Every every day, three four three four hours, uh, getting up at five a.m. Been loving it, and um, look, we hit one k. Actually, we hit nine hundred and thirty subscribe paid paid subscriptions on Twitch, and I've got a hundred on YouTube. And the goal was a thousand, so we've hit that mark for um, a live, not a live reading, for a reading of the Grimoire anthology. And as you probably heard, Danny, we're at my parents' place last night. We're going to probably record in the backyard with an actual fire and set up some, uh, I don't know how I'm going to do the camera. I need to work out cameras and I need to work out microphones. And I need to do a couple tests and I need to get show the audio to Nick and make sure it's not garbage. And then it's probably going to take a couple of days to record. But if I put the effort in, I think it'll be really nice. Be really cool. I believe I believe. I think it'll be a, a patriotic duty to Australia for you to introduce people to Australian backyards by way of yeah. destiny law. <laughs> we, we've got the classic, you know, the outdoor setting that everyone has. Yeah, the like, green one. Green and white? Yeah. <laughs> I owned it. Yeah, I've, I don't anymore, but I've, I've owned two of them in my life. <laughs> like one step up from the white plastic chair? Yeah, yeah. With the, with the glass tabletop? Green yep. and white. Yeah. You know... Back at our old house before me and Rage built this one that we, we live in now, it was a windy day, but I was setting up for a barbecue in the backyard and I was putting an umbrella down through the hole in the middle of that exact table and I put the fucking umbrella down and I jumped under to pull it through the thing that then goes into the big base thing that's full of water to keep it steady yeah. and the wind picked up and fucking twisted it and I was baptised by shards of Australian barbecue table glass. <laughs> And oh, after hell. that, it fucking hurt. I had glass in my eyes and everything. It was horrible, but um, I feel oh, like I've, I've grown from it, from the experience. But that's it. Don't fuck Australia. with those tables because they fuck back. Australia. <laughs> so, 
Australia. Even yeah. our tables will fuck you up. Even our tables. I'm a better man because of this. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I've been doing that. I had a hard time PhD because I've been having too much fun streaming, but I'm, I'm back on track with the PhD. Um, videos are back up, back in, back on routine. Got a bunch of sponsors. Everything's going well, to be honest. We're, we're, we're back in the groove. Well, do you want to hear about my week? Of course. <laughs> of course. Um, so a lot of a lot of last week's uh, cancellation was just the fact that my life has just exploded over the last sort of fortnight. So I've got a crook nan, but we're not getting into that because my nan is immortal and unkillable and she's going to be completely fine. So you don't need to worry yourself about that. I went and saw her this morning. She was more concerned about um, me going and having a shave than anything that's going on with her and her heart or anything like that. So... Um, but I, um, I've been working my ass off with work and I'm a little bit tired. And on Tuesday night, I, uh, I picked up my youngest from, from daycare and got home, started running her a bath, went and cooked a dinner. She's sitting there eating dinner. I had a pumping headache. So I, I sat down on the lounge, um, and kind of just, you know, the whole push your fingers into your eyes and make a headache fuck off for a bit. And I woke up half an hour later to half of a flooded house because I had the bath running. <laughs> And it overflowed. <laughs> so this entire week has been derailed by uh, me kind of like half working and half being at home while fucking tradespeople come through my house. I've had these like fucking enormous like hairdryer things everywhere through the house to try and dry it out. Oh, yeah, it's yeah, um, yeah it, it's been an experience. And like, I mean, it's, it's great if you want to reenact 80s hair metal videos of just like fucking your hair being blown up. Not that I have hair, but I've got girls that do. So we, uh, we've had a bit of fun with it, but fuck me, man. Holy shit. Life throwing curveballs. <laughs> um, does it smell like wet dog in your house? No, nah, it doesn't. I mean, I had dreadlocks. Like, a lot of people don't know this. I had I had dreadlocks for eleven years, at an earlier chapter in my life. Probably a regrettable moment. But your sense in of hindsight. smell was completely. Yeah. So, what, so did you, what did your nan think about the dreadlocks? She would have told you to cut them off every time she fucking saw your aunt. Yeah, more or less. Yeah. What are you doing with your hair? You're an idiot. You know things like that. My nan is the greatest human of all time. So we'll we'll fucking um, we'll just take that as fact. And she's always been right too, even when I was being an idiot and she was telling me. So there's <laughs> that. But um, yeah, I'm, I'm impervious to the smell of wet dog because if you've got dreadlocks and you go in any body of water for three days afterwards, you smell like a wet dog. It is the only thing you can smell. Oh so I'm going to say that my house doesn't smell like wet dog at the moment, but that doesn't mean that it doesn't. Did you get married with dreadlocks? <laughs> yeah. Oh. Yeah. So yeah. Wait, you've got wedding photos with you with dreadlocks? Yeah. Yeah. You're not. All right. If you're going to give me shit, if you're going to give me shit with Danny releasing my fucking pet name on stream, I need to, I don't care if it's this stream or next stream, I need to see a wedding photo of you and Rage with, fuck, with you with dreadlocks. Uh, Look at him. He's like, nah, I don't want to do it. But yeah, you fucking do yeah, it. Yeah, I'll do it. All right. <laughs> I'll do it. I'll um, do it. Hey, I mean. Talking about finales, remind yes. me. We might save it for the end. I don't know. Did you see the beginning of the stream, Log? I saw. I didn't see the beginning of your stream today. No, no, I didn't. I missed it. I was with. Uh, with we, me, so we have another chapter in Surf as a God. <laughs> it, it was epic. It was absolutely fucking epic. Remind me. 
we'll give you that we'll give you the full fucking saga at the end <laughs> All right, okay. that's a cliffhanger. <laughs> okay. oh, that's the tease, people. That's the tease. Do you want to hear how Matt's dealing with toxic people in his chat? That's the. <laughs> that's where the drama is on the DDU. Fucking oath. All right. Well, what we might do, we might jump into talking about a bit of destiny, and then we can just spiral off into whatever other fucking madness takes our fancy. That sound fair enough? <laughs> it's inevitable. Yeah. All right, so this week at Bungie has been a contentious one, and it's been a contentious one for a, uh, a reason that I never thought that I would see people arguing about sunsets in my life. I thought they were universally loved, but it turns out they're not. So, you know, <laughs> you live and learn these things. We're going to jump straight into talking about sunsetting because it's kind of the big issue going forward. Now, if you've been living under a rock or you don't have Twitter and Reddit and you don't expose yourself to people screeching about garbage 24 hours a day. You may be unaware of what sunsetting is and how it's going to impact your life, right? So basically the yep. deal is this. It is they will be capping the infusible power level of gear to basically a year. So anything that's older than a year will more or less be, once we hit season 12, capped at that point, and you will not be able to infuse it for use in end game activity. So it's going to mean that all of those guns that you've what, been bitching what does it about get capped at whatever it's whatever. I the... think it gets capped at that season. So once we hit season twelve, um, season it'll it'll remain at season 11's power cap. So it'll be like fifty behind or whatever. Pinnacle power cap. No, the power will. <laughs> yeah, probably. <laughs> That's the yeah. infusable yeah. level of it. Yeah, yeah, you're right. So it, it would yeah, be okay. like 10.25 today. Yeah, 10. yeah 10.25 would be its cap right. today. Okay. So really, I don't know. I mean, I am, I'm firmly in the camp of this is something that we desperately need in Destiny because the metas are always fucking stale and Bungie's hands have been tied with respect to what they can do with weapons because they can't make weapons better than the weapons that we've got now that are the good weapons that everyone's using because they would just go forth and continue to break the game. And then if they had to make weapons better than that again to get us to use something else again, you know, like we're just reducing time to kill in the challenge level of all of the content. So sunsetting is a is a function that's, you know, it's, it's not unique to Destiny. It's in just about every fucking MMO ever. So you don't need to feel like you're being hard done by by it. But at the same time, uh, we have seen a lot of people upset. Now, I'll add this. This is my little caveat to me laughing at people who are upset about sunsetting. I haven't made up my mind how I feel about it affecting army yet. I I don't know whether I'm yep. I'm keen yep. or not because that will enormously depend on how much they change the economy for things like enhancement cores and whatever. So if you can easily upgrade new armor, fine. But if you can't, it's going to be an absolute punish. So I hope that they're considering that. Boys... How do you feel about sunsetting? I can't. This look look like at Rick's little fucking. Look at Rick's little smirk on his face. Look at him. <laughs> it it sounds on, like Rick, it sounds like a fucking. It sounds like a fucking support group. How do you guys feel about sunsets? <laughs> Tell us, Rick. <laughs> this is like a retirement home conversation. If you don't know the it context, is. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like sunsets because I might die through the night. Well, anyway, that's moving to a dark place. The, the, Moving I understand on. why people are upset about the armor because it is ungodly expensive to level up and masterwork a piece of armor. And it yep. has been 
and we have not complained enough and the sources to get your golf balls that you need to get finally get to mass where you can get them from grinding the highest level of nightfall and the seasonal pass will give you three yep. and then you're done which that is it's, it's not, not enough it shouldn't be that hard it should not be that hard to, to master work your armor it should, i mean it should be a little bit of a grind it should, it should be a personal investment but surely they're going to change that if they're going to get rid of armor i imagine they're going to change that if they anyway. change it i'm fine if it stays yeah. the same it's it's people have a right to be upset about it and they should voice their opinions about it because it's not right it's not fair and i want a refund because god damn it i can go sell my old playstation 3 right now at least get some money for it at a pawn shop i mean give me something <laughs> for it <Dave. laughs> oh, i mean it if, has if, a va- it has an intrinsic value you do, you do raise a valid point that if you could like if you turned in a piece of fully masterworked armor and you got that enhancement call back it kind of would solve the problem right Right, because you're you're just moving it from one to another. Yeah, you're not, it's not like you're generating resources out of the air. It's what you've already. It's your investment, which I think is fair, and that could work. Are they going to do that? We don't know. Uh, weapons, I, I get that some people that their favorite gun is going to inevitably get retired. It's not new. Uh, my favorite gun in D1, is, I had a sniper rival called uh, Her Benevolence. It was like yeah, 160 the power level cap. I used it until the last day of D1. I didn't <laughs> use it in a raid. Yeah, because this is the thing. It's <laughs> I mean, not like it's going away forever. It's just the infusion level. It's like it's going to impact trials, which is, I think, fine. Because that's really going to open the gate for people coming into Destiny to not be like, oh, cool, Mountaintop, I don't have that. Oh, cool, Revoker, I don't have that. Oh, cool, Recluse, I don't have that. And actually play a season and hopefully be competitive. Uh, So it's only going to impact Trials, Raids, and Pinnacle Nightfalls, right? Yep. Iron Banner. And Iron Banner. And Iron Banner. Which, who cares? (laughs) Yeah, just, I don't know. I mean, I... Look, if you if it's you've spent tradition. weeks and weeks and weeks and weeks getting <laughs> grinding out one activity to get your god roll spare rats or whatever, I understand that f- hearing that it's just going to be more or less made redundant in pinnacle level activities is upsetting. But at the same time, every time we you go into the crucible and you get fucking domed by a revoker and you go, that's cheesy as shit. Fuck that guy. You don't have to fucking have that conversation anymore. We just get to move on. And that's a fucking good thing, right? Like the, the the benefits outweigh the negatives. Yeah, there's negatives. We all get it. But we don't need to be super upset about it. It's fine. It's fine. We're gonna there's always gonna be something new come up. And it gives us the opportunity to, you know, look at look at last season's weapons, right? Season of the Worthy. Was that last season's weapons? No, season of dawn. You know, like there's there's some incredible guns in there, and even the shotgun and that from this season, they're good, but they don't really find a place because there's already the perpetual fucking weapon that everyone wants in the slot. So it just yeah. gives another. Opportunity. And I also think the 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 weapons from this season were were slept on and not really explored that well with the with the war mine cells and the and the season specific perks. I don't think really got an incredible amount of love because. People firstly didn't weren't really doing the public events, weren't doing this, the new events, and secondly, like I'm hoping oh, that's another story. But 
I'm <laughs> hoping, just... I'm hoping that they continue that idea that came with, well, I mean, it's been around, but you know, like the war mine cells, I thought that was a cool, cool weapon perks to have on, on guns. It was nice to find those kind of combos. And I don't think it got much attention really. Yeah. I mean, it was like the season no, before too, right. the, the in charge with light mechanics and, and all of that, they, they kind of just get moved over because it's like people know that they're not around for forever. They're sort of temporary things and they're kind of more useful in PVE than anything else really. So what's the point in really getting getting into it? I hope that once everything becomes that little bit more transient in terms of nothing is permanent, that these things start to be looked at. Okay, well, this is going to be in the game for the next year. This is in the ecosystem for the next year of the game. Okay, we need to pay it a little bit more attention than just going, oh, what's well, a gimmick? <laughs> Fuck it yeah. off. Oh, but I, here's I the thing, right? Here's a good thing about it. Well, here's a like this needs to happen, otherwise it won't work. It's it's like you can't be grinding for the same weapon with the same roles, right? Yeah. Like there's no point in just taking away the weapon and then you having to grind for the same stuff. Yeah, that's shitty. <laughs> that, that would feel garbage, hey? Like if they just raise the light level, <laughs> capped your guns, and then you're looking for the same weapon again. So I think the way they're going to... They have need- to bring in new perks, surely. Yeah, they're going to have to bring in new perks and they're going to have to bring in guns that people want to use, right? Like I and play with the archetypes. There is a negative here in that, like, if they don't bring out enough variety it, through the space of that kind of year-rolling fucking period, yeah, we're going to pretty quickly form metas anyway. So, and that's fine. Like, that's destiny. We always will do that. There's always going to be that one or two guns or whatever. But, um they're going to need to be finding ways to keep the loot pool fresh as well as this. You know, there's going to need to be enough weapons coming out that we can get in and, yeah. and, and find something that no matter your play style, you find something that's appropriate. Like I saw Paul Tazi talking this morning that like come this sunsetting idea, there's going to be two bows, three bows that are viable, the exotics and the iron banner one. That's it. <laughs> so what happens there? Are they going to say, well, we're reintroducing two of them into the loot pool for the current season, much the you know the same way that we're seeing Dire Promise and shit pop up now. Um, is it is it going to work that way? I think I don't think that's the worst way of it because then they can kind of like table the entire loot pool and say, well, you know, we're going to have these weapons come back. We're we're lacking in this option. We can bring a few back from the past or whatever. But dude, it'll be a challenging time. But I think it's I think ultimately it's positive. There's heaps of things that can be flat out deleted from the weapon pool. And if you, I mean, like the Alatha, I said it this morning, the Alatha 4 fusion rifle that I've gotten 9 million of since the beta. <laughs> Nobody wants that. Nobody's <laughs> using that. It's just fucking Not edge. one person. Edge transits. <laughs> I'm still using that. You go to hell. Yeah, I know I you use are. It just but... for- I use it just to trigger people, though. I was like, I was killed by an edge transit, but that's a whole other conversation. But <laughs> yeah, can, there's a lot of weapons that. that they could they can truly make go away. There's a lot of uh, weapon designs in the blue pool that look really nice. They don't look like reskins of the stuff we've been getting. That they could convert those into new weapons. And that's just what I'm saying is, you could take away weapons and bring in new weapons. That's what we want. That's what we always. Yeah. This whole game is about guns. We want new stuff. Yeah. So I, it, I, they're it's going to come down stuff. to that, Ron. Bring in new. It, remember the old Iron Banner weapons from D1 that had all the crazy spikes and 
like they made no sense they all had like a three meter pole sticking out of the front of them yeah for some yeah reason. yeah it looked really cool i want that stuff to come back and if they're introducing that and it's a good gun then people aren't going to care that you're making old guns irrelevant i think yeah they're dude not. you're raising a very valid it's going to depend this... on what what guns they introduce yeah well it's going to depend on the that. guns that they introduce and how like you know, like Destiny's Similar. always su suffered that huge content redundancy issue of like, like all of the white armor, all of the blue armor, all of the green armor is just fucking. The second you blow through and you're in the end game, you're down to, you know, like a quarter of the loot pool, if that. You know, like I mean, it's probably it probably blows out to be bigger than that, but I don't understand. Like I hope that with transmog coming, that. These are things that are considered, not just for armor, but for weapons as well. And I reckon you're right, Rick, in that if they go, okay, well, cool, maybe you give it a new name and change the fucking color of it, but make it a legendary and make it something that I can carry in and something that's fresh and something that's new. I, I would be in support of that. I mean, you're always going to get people, yeah, it's recycled content. Yeah. But uh, at this point, I don't care as long as it's like presented in a new way. That's fine. Like, I'm happy yeah, with but that. I mean, it's a recycled resource, but it's like, okay, I have a Ferrari in my garage under a cover that I have not looked at in four years. Hey, here's a Ferrari. I will drive this Ferrari. I'm okay <laughs> with it. I don't care that it's four years old and untouched. But uh, I mean, like, just, just, I mean, I'll challenge the audience. Go look through your collections at your blue loot in your in your collections. Go look at the guns and look at some of the armor that you have. Some of it's fucking amazing looking yeah. and they're in good archetypes. And it's it's just it's a useless resource. It's just sitting there. So like we were saying, bring that forward. And you haven't even made anything yet. Please make new stuff. We want you to make new stuff too. Don't bungee, don't get me wrong. We want new stuff as well. But, <laughs> so here's a here's an idea to help out. I mean, just throwing that out there. <laughs> just just throwing it out think, there. Rick. Do you think I'm exotics will just always be the meta? Um I think I think this is, we run the risk of that. I think they're going to need to be really mindful of of that. Um, I feel like now, if all of the, I mean, we've we've kind of come at a good time in that you know you've got the summoner and things like that that are really pushing that um, auto rifle like meta now that are legendaries. But you know, only three weeks ago, by far and away, hard light was was the go to. Um, so I think they're going to, they're going to need to be careful. And if they can act as quickly as they acted with hard light to rein them in, if something is clearly like, if it is just by the balance of the content of what the current like viable weapon pool is, if something's way out of whack, then I, I'd, I'd hope that they could bring that in. But ultimately I hope that this will lead to less nerfs in the long run too, because, you know, maybe if something's sort of only pronounced for one quarter of that time period, just because of the way the, the loot pool has fallen, then fine you know or maybe it's a matter of something as simple as oh okay well you know this exotic's well out of whack that means next season we can bring back this returning weapon and say well hey here's another option and maybe they can adjust the the perks that it can drop with maybe they can look at that things like that too so i mean the devil is going to be in the detail with this i understand people being initially upset and not wanting to have to kiss their gear goodbye you don't have to you get to keep it anyway it's going to live on but um yeah there's, there's still a lot of water to go under this bridge and there's going to be a need going to be a need for the economy to be seriously tamped down on and that is i'll say this historically if you think back to um 
season of gambit or whatever the fuck that was called um it was like starvation man you could not do up gear quickly enough there was not enough sources yeah. for this stuff so as long as they're on top of that i support it if they're not then i'm gonna join the seas of rees my dudes <laughs> The seas of Rees. <laughs> oh, did so... anything else happen in the twop? Uh, well, we had Luke's uh, Max Power. Well, the other thing that we had uh, this week, we'll, we'll jump to this. This was an issue that uh, popped up. It was addressed really quite quickly within the space of 24 hours, I think. It was the fact that there's a new quest, The Lie, for... You know, ultimately, oh, yeah, yeah, for cool. a very particularly nasty shotgun that most people will instantly get Vietnam-style flashbacks just hearing the name said out loud. So I will not do you the disservice of doing it now. But um, <laughs> the the best sniper rifle in uh, the, Destiny One, yeah, Destiny One's greatest Facts. sniper rifle. Um, but it <laughs> launched with a quest that was well out of whack in scope. So the um, Basically, what it was was completing the the seasonal public event, uh, throwing balls at the balls, as you know, our man uh, Rick would would describe it, and it kind of released, and and everyone universally kind of went, yeah, yeah. nah, yeah, <laughs> yeah um, nah. Um, the the I mean, I think there were lots of, I think the idea was okay. I think there were lots of elements that went wrong. One of those elements was there's no matchmaking and it's public events and it's at the end of the season and people are not really playing that activity anymore and you don't really get decent rewards from the public from doing the Seraph Towers. As far as I know, I don't know. Have people been grinding Seraph Towers to get the Seraph weapons? Man, I've done maybe 10 in the entire season and that's it. That'd, that's that's probably a stretch. You've done heaps? Did right. you get out of it? I've done heaps. The, the shotgun, the, and it doesn't make any sense. There is the the shotgun. If you get the quick draw snapshot one, yeah, that's not. It just deletes people, and it doesn't make sense. It's like this gun okay. shouldn't. You look at the math, and it's like this defies all science because <laughs> you actually hook <laughs> up the same shotgun with better perks, and it doesn't work as well. It's like this is glitched. Let's let's roll with it. It's fine. That happens in, in Destiny. It's happened in D one. It's happening now. And then anyway, the it's pretty good. I don't think the rewards were quite there this season for doing the actual seasonal event, as in the Seraph Towers and the Seraph Bunker. I didn't feel like there was any buzz around grinding that yeah. event for the rewards. Not even not even when you just look back to last season when we had the Sundial, right? Like the Sundial was, it felt like a more tangible thing. Like you could go, you could load in, you could take your mates, we're going to do this, right. cool. And it was you defined in scope and all that sort of thing, and it didn't rely on you know the the matchmaking at all. Where if you go into a public space now, trying to complete one of these, you are at the mercy of who's around, right? And I think that's ultimately where this has fallen down. It's just the population so sparse, and maybe the net coding of it all is is finally caught up with that idea and 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 ultimately killed it because it's always been hard. Like they've always been really difficult because people either don't know what they're doing with them or there's just not enough people there. So I don't know. I don't think they changed anything in, in the way that these spaces were loaded into that increased the amount of players that were in the area and, so, and that's kind of what has I, been it. I like the thinking around uh, 
because I think, uh, I don't know, this is what I assumed the intention was. The world's changing. They actually made changes to the world space with serif bunkers and towers coming out of them and like defensive structures. And that was cool. I think that's really good for immersion, but it fell down because no one was doing them. And so I think it's a nice test for them now to see something like Sundial and Menagerie, which are like bubbles of content versus integration into the world. And there's obviously like an issue there with putting people together to do an event together. I mean, obviously Seraph Towers too was, is not as uh, developed, I guess, as a Menagerie was or as in the Sundial was in regards to what you're actually doing. So there's the, that that plays into it too is it's probably on the more simplistic side of this sort of scale of destiny activities. And then there was issues getting people to play it. So, and all these came together for then do 9 million of them. <laughs> and everyone went collectively. Yeah. Like, and I don't know anyone who felt like the opposite way to this. And this is weird because I've asked a lot of people about it. I thought, I don't want to jump into the podcast half cocked and say that no one wanted to do it. But I'm yet to bump into someone who saw that quest and went, yes, let's go and do these things. Everyone kind of just went, oh, really? (laughs) That was it. Most people were like, no, I'm not doing it. So for mine, I think, I mean, I I think that um, there's a lot they can learn out of it. I think in that context, you know, like it was kind of like death by bounties all season and then to go back to a public event, it just felt like meh, no one wanted to do it. Rick? It's no, what I was going to say is it, to put everything in perspective, the Guardian games fell very flat in the community. Yeah. A lot of people, including me, behaved really poorly. So we were already at this emotional low. And like, and I, I told the story, I was like, I was really glad that it was ending several days before. It's like, I just want this to be over with. It's fine. Let's move on. And the first thing you read when you open is this. And it was just kind of like, Oh God, no, it it, it was like, you went from, I can't, I I felt like I can't, you know, this is a low point in the destiny community. We can't get any lower Wait, I've just been kicked in the ribs. It did feel like it it all kind of, it kind of culminated, but it, one thing with the, when they do these activities, the things that break, like when Menagerie was not working correctly, that's when it was the most fun because it was just dropping this, this heaps and heaps of loot. Yeah, and then one of the nightfalls a couple of weeks ago, which I never played nightfalls. It was dropping a stupid amount of loot. It was it was bugged and oh, that's everybody, right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Everybody on YouTube says this is bugged. I did it for like two hours and got five exotics, and I'm like, this is great. This is amazing. We patched this. Oh, <laughs> I mean, I'm I'm hoping, but going forward, I'm hoping going forward that things like that they can go. Well, we can make things like that now because the weapons aren't going to be there for forever. So it doesn't matter if you've got a more accessible way of farming a god roll fucking waking vigil or whatever like you were doing in the menagerie because ultimately we don't have to live with the consequences of that being in the loot pool for fucking ever. <laughs> you know? <laughs> Things can this be a little bit more broken. Our behavior during Guardian games. But, I mean, just touching on Guardian <laughs> games before we move on. Titans won. We all know that. But have you seen the statue? The little podium. It's the, little, it's the statue we deserved. Oh man, it's the statue you deserve if you're competing in an unimpressive flaccid penis contest. Like, surely they could have done better than that. It looked, it's just weak. I hope they don't bring it, it back. Guardian mockery. Games can just go. 
they should just took the pedestal and instead of the design like zavala got a aluminum trash bin and paints it white and not very well and just put like the model on top and that should have been the trophy and then we could have had a laugh but i don't yeah. like bungee so it's fine <laughs> and here's your trophy and here's your trophy people in chat there's a, there's a statue <laughs> yeah there is a statue not really yeah, it's yeah, more, considering it, like it actually does look like a dustbin. It looks like a dustbin you might see in a fucking shopping center or something. Considering everything has always been in that center spot where you had the stonks and then you had the guardian games yeah. deposit, and then you why not just put just blow it up a hundred times, put a giant statue in the middle with the golden line or whatever? I don't get it. I don't yeah. get the knights stand behind Zavala. It's it's almost like the people in charge of implementing that statue were all either warlocks or hunters. And they were like, we, we said our statue. We didn't say it was going to be a good one. You fucking cunts. <laughs> so we end up with this shit little statue in the corner of just like, eh, you fucking, there's your statue, you fuckwits. <laughs> fucking cheers. <laughs> it literally does look like a bin now that I think about it. It looks like Zavala's ashtray. <laughs> Oh. Guardian <laughs> yeah, Games, Seraph Towers, uh, Sun Setting, Sun Setting. That's it. We're we're just about through all of the all of the choice parts of it. Oh, and the liar, the liar, the lie. Is there? You got any lore out of that? Oh, did I get any lore? Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 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 it's bit. I don't know if people want me to say it. We we have to save that to the end too because it probably is, it is spoiler territory for sure. Oh, we'll, we'll just we'll leave it. We'll just not do it. Well, no. Here's the thing: you can read it on Star Collective, but you can't start earning the in-game lore. So it's it's a bit of a funny spot. But I think, to be honest, by the time I release my video, I think people will start being able to get it in-game as well. So I believe it'll be unlocked when you get Felwinter's Lie. Yeah, right. Is it a big book? It'd be like Thorn. It'd be like getting kills with Thorn gave you the uh, Oh right. Book. Okay. I think I always thought that was a cool model of kind of rolling out that story, you know, like I thought yeah, okay, cool. That's cool. I can do that. But it does mean that we're gonna just see an absolute fucking scourge of that particular weapon. Uh just in the crucible. It's gonna get ugly, really ugly, really quick. Oh yeah. It, and if it is even a fucking one. shade on its former self, it is going to be and Fuck. And as, yeah, and just add Andy's wards to that now. <laughs> yeah, I know you're I a mean, Titan, and you're a Titan, and you fucking don't even want to see that. No, I don't. I don't use them. I can't. <laughs> I've been on the wrong end of it so many times that I'm like, I can't contribute this shit back into the community. I know Rick I've doesn't used give them a fuck. To make the problem worse, you've used them. I figured the more often I use them, like more people will get angry and more people will scream to have this fixed. So I'm, I'm doing you a favor by killing you with this thing. <laughs> <laughs> That's an interesting is, way to think about it. That is a unique perspective that I think most people would not hold, but uh, I respect you for it. I think it's great. I think it's you're contributing. It, it is to the, the ultimate anti-cheat. I will say this, which is this is only a PC problem, but if you get a guy that aimbots and, you know, he, basically like a 0.78 KD guy and he paid 35 bucks to get an aimbot. You can just slide around the corner and ruin his day. 
that happens all the time. And then Matt Grundy shoots him in the face with Bastion, but that's a whole other story. Man, Bastion's really come up over the last few weeks too. I'm a, I didn't see that coming. Is that a, is that a direct it's byproduct a, of the the wards or what? It, no, it's just rude. Yeah, okay. I mean, legitimately, it's it's just a bit rude. It's not broke. It's not uh, what do you call it the fusion rifle whose name we shall not speak. I can't remember it honestly. I never used it. Oh, the, the air that cross map you. The the it's not yeah. quite. It's not quite that bad, but it's yep. it's it's a bit rude. Well, there you go. All right, Maddie, what do we got coming down the law pipes for the people this weekend? What's going on? Hold on. Do you want to hear Surf as a God? Yeah, I do actually. <laughs> I really do because uh, Surf as a God. This is, this, I'm pretty sure. Uh, was is actually in the stream right now, so you can tell him to his yep. face. <laughs> no, no, no. I hope you haven't banned him. No, I haven't. No, I. I oh, yeah. good. Oh, good. He's here. Is okay, this a redemption start. story? It's a redemption story. <gasps> I love a good fucking redemption arc. All right. Okay. Serve as a god. Ninety six. Right. I had the bungee bounty. When whenever that was, fourth of May. That's right. Fourth of May. Bungee bounty. Two weeks ago now. And anyone who's done the bungee bounty knows it gets it gets pretty it gets pretty intense in the chat. And me and Log have the same uh, mindset to controlling a, a a large chat of people we don't maybe not know. And whoever takes the first swing is like the pub. Whoever the biggest fucker is, whoever <laughs> takes the first swing, just KO that dude instantly, and then hopefully everything will be downhill. So to give him credit, I've watched the clip again. He didn't even say something that bad. I think he said, are you brain dead? And I just started swinging, right? So <laughs> I went into this little skit about Servers of God's, like, Twitch tag name and how he got it from his mum and all this kind of stuff. It was pretty mild, really. You, you gave him yeah. a – it was probably yeah. a equally powerful backhander, right? Yeah, like, yeah. It was a, it was another backhand. But the thing, the real the real kicker is when you do that on streams, then you ban them. So then they can't. Then it's like the equivalent of the, of the um, the security guard kicking them out of the pub after you've just clonked them on the head, so they can't get revenge, right? So <laughs> he gets get thrown out of the pub, and then obviously all all of chat just fucking jumped on, just piled on, you know, like everyone piled on. <laughs> and one guy, one guy committed to the meme hard, like Wizard James. I think he's here as well. <laughs> The only thing you can check his messages. The only thing he ever said was "service of God" to every answer. I did a law quiz. Who is Crota's? Uh, what's the name of Crota's sword? Service of God. Uh, who is the name of like service of God? Check the message history. There's like hundreds of messages. Bloody service of God. Anyway, so it became a bit of a meme. I'm streaming this morning. One of, and I said, you know what? Because last night I was with my parents. I know this is a long-winded story. I, I see people fading, but just stay with me, okay? That's fine. No, that's good. I, I was with my parents and I was, you know, trying to get my parents proud of me for being a content creator. They're always great stories to talk about. And I, I told this story. Mum's like, no, that's mean, Matt. Don't do that. I was like, Mum. <laughs> I was like, Mum, you've always, because my mum, she's a fighter. She, not literally, but metaphorically she's like always taught me 
don't be a victim, but don't be a bully, right? If someone yeah. starts someone starts throwing, you can throw back. And that was always my advice in high school. Anywhere, don't you be a victim, but don't be a bully, right? I said, Mum, but you told me that. And she's like, Yeah, okay, I guess I did. But then I started thinking, I started feeling bad. <laughs> and so in the stream this morning, we had a clan member of Service of God. He was in the stream. I said, Does anyone know him? Let's bury the hatchet. They said, Yeah, I know him. I was like, all right, we're going to clap him back in. So I brought up, <laughs> brought up a bunch of emos, basically clap emo and like some head banging. And I put on doom. And we fucking clapped him back into the chat and then I unbanned him and he came in. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't end there, right? I said, listen to you little shit. Listen here. Let's, be- let's, bury- let's bury the hatchet, right? Let's bury the hatchet. This is the equivalent of, you know, the two guys in the pub. And they knock yeah. each other's head in, and then they're like, "Oh yeah, good fight, mate. Yeah, good fight." And they fucking like hug it out afterwards, and somehow yeah. they're friends again. Yeah. I'm like, what the fuck? That's... Anyway, we did that. All right. Just, I was like, just behave yourself. Next minute, one v one, me pussy. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, right, right, let's do this, okay? Let's freaking do this. I was like, I, I, you need to put. We need to make a bet. Something needs to be on the line. So he's like, so his clanmate goes, I'll kick him from my clan if you win. I'll kick him out of the clan. <laughs> I, like I was like, and I was like, okay, well, if if I if if you win, what do I do? And there was there was talk of modding him. I was like, I can't do that. <laughs> I need a bit more trust before I fucking mod you. But I agreed to host his channel three times after a okay. mod came stream. Okay. Yeah. If All if right. he won, right? Yep. Of course. Surfer's not just a god at surfing. He's also a god at PvP, apparently. Oh, no. <laughs> I got fucking stomped. So then, I'm, then I, have to, I have to host his channel, right? That's now in my contract. Um, but then he's like, <laughs> Charles carries. I'm like, well, fucking why not, mate? So we had, we had a go, got him into Discord, had a lovely chat. We got three, three, four wins, something like that in trials. Had some good matches. Redemption story. There we go. Complete. So we can change it now to serve as a good bloke, not the God. <laughs> serve as a yeah. good bloke. There we go. Yeah. Good on you, mate. That's the way to come back from it. That's that's how you do it. That's it. That's it. Um, that's, well. So that, that's the saga, saga of serve as a God. It was put to rest. And I just think, you know, sometimes it's hard to trust the internet, but, you know. just I don't know, bit. man. That, the, whole, the whole bungee bounty thing for me was just like, it's kind of that. You're just dealing with largely younger people, right, than yourself. And there's one thing that younger people hate, and it's being fucking told what to do, right? <laughs> like that whole, don't do this or you're out. And then they go, well, fuck you. I'm out anyway. I'm just going to do it. So I think <laughs> think to go like, just don't be a dick to each other and not have, you know, not not get too fucking angry about it. I don't know. Mine, mine went really well. I was stoked and everyone turned up and, you know, there was a few dickheads and whatever and that's it. But that's the nature of the beast, right? Like, but, um, Maddie's, yours was, yours was a standout for mine. It was a, it was just an exercise in, um, in, uh, personality over content, I think. <laughs> There's a lot of shit I need to get out. I need to download that stream before it becomes inactive, to be honest. Yeah, you need to get it. I, you need to get it. I keep telling chat, like, when I've got dementia and I'm on my deathbed, I'm like, I'll get Danny, lean closer. Lean closer. 
Have I told you about that Bundy Bounty stream I did in fucking 2020? <laughs> <laughs> It'll be the one thing seared into your failing brain. <laughs> I don't know. Um, 2020. Um, and then I also I also got some some law for you guys, but this will definitely be in spoiler territory. All right, we need okay. to do a spoiler. So this is warning. just just a big just to be clear, this isn't data mine shit. It's up on Ishtar, which means it it's is, in the it's in the yeah. open API, but yep. it's um you can't actually jump into game and get it yet. Is what what we think. You can't get it in game yet. You can go read it on Ishtar. It's in the API. It's not. Data mind essentially, depending on how you consider that. Typically, we don't have this relationship as well, but we're going to work on talking a bit more with narrative. Usually, narrative can give their opinions to Baxter from Ishtar, and then Baxter can make a decision if it goes up on Ishtar Collective for people to read, and if it doesn't, yep. and there's a bit of communication. We lost a lot of our contacts in, in narrative previously, so we're sort of trying to rebuild them and. And, and go from there. So I don't know how they feel about us talking about it, but we are going into territory that I don't know if something will happen in game. I don't know if it's just going to be a cool law book. I don't know yet until we get Felwinter's Lie and complete the quest. Don't know. I might spoil something for you. I might not. I'm not too sure. So make a decision if you want to hang around. But it is the story of Felwinter. <clears throat> Basically, Felwinter's Lie is finally been revealed. What is he lying? What is he hiding? Who is he? all that kind of stuff that we've been asking since the beginning of destiny, right? Now I've had a bit to drink this morning. It's only 10 o'clock. So I've got to work out. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? You've had a bit to drink this morning. Oh, it was. <laughs> it's yeah, quarantine, look, man. yeah. Look, I, I mean, time is a construct. It doesn't matter. I'm concerned. Right. Hey, what time is it for you, Rick? 10.49 p.m. At night time? Yes. Oh, well, we're in the clear then. No, you're fine. <laughs> it's like Guardian gone all over again, baby. All right, anyway. I'm worried about you. <laughs> Fell winter. Holy shit. <laughs> he's, he's rezzed, he's revived in a giant library, right? Yep. And we're like, what the hell's going on here? Meets his ghost. He gets given the name Fell winter. The library's bombarded by what's called falling stars. Turns out Rasputin's after him. Rasputin's literally dropping war sats on his head and continues to track him. I know. He dies multiple times and he's actually seriously wounded by one of them. His ghost literally asks him to kill himself to help the process go along a little bit easier, which he does. Struth. Okay. Uh, yes, we'll, we'll tell people when it's safe who are taking the earbuds out. No problem. Right. So that happens. He ends up then taking out a whole bunch of uh, frames, essentially, from Rasputin. Once again, they, this is when they sort of work out that Rasputin's after them. They scan the frames like, yeah, this is Rasputin's body arm, bodyguards, basically, tracking us down. Then they, they introduce the origin story of Felwinter's Peak. So he, eventually they decide, rather than being on the run all the time, rather than uh, Frodo and Sam running from the all-seeing eye of Sauron, uh, they basically settle up on Felwinter's Peak and they dig in. And it's at that point that he inherits the local village and sort of gets a bit of a conscience about being a guardian. And so this is where some of his obsession 
about tracking down Siva comes from because he sort of was like, they must have had some crazy shit during the golden age. I reckon we can rebuild humanity like this. Let's find Siva. So he's, he's tucked up and fell into peak. He sort of feels sorry for people who aren't guardians. Now he's trying to track down Siva. Eventually they stumble upon a Seraph bunker. And when Felwinter goes near the control panels, they automatically light up and activate. And he's and the ghost is like, how are you doing that? He's like, I don't know. Fast forward a little bit. <laughs> Go forward a little bit more. We get a flashback. We get a flashback from Rasputin. And it's written the same as the De- Destiny 1 Grimoire cards with Rasputin. It's a series of protocols. Series of protocols and actions, right? And what happens from that is um, they act, enact this. Oh fuck! What's the protocol called? It's another word for Buddha, and it's like Buddha Golem, but it sounds cooler than that. <laughs> Whatever this other, I can't remember. <laughs> chat will know. Chat will know <laughs> what the word is. Oh, yeah. Buddha Golem is just a crushing indictment on the two hosts of this podcast. <laughs> Buddha Golem. <laughs> Sid, thank you, uh, thank you, chat. Uh, Sid, Sidharth, Sidhartha, Gollum, right? Okay. And then it leaves, it leaves a bunch of quotes. And one of the quotes is, "Experience is the best teacher." And there's another quote from uh, a poet that is about uh, reflecting on yourself, introspective reflection and emotion. Yep. And the the lines that come with it is that Rasputin wants to double check his morality integrity yep when you break down what those two words mean with the whole buddha stuff about a spiritual journey and the golem being an artificial life that is inherited uh some sentience as a golem we get very close to working out that what rasputin was trying to do was to live through an exo to experience life as close to being human as possible so he could check his morality system. Okay. Yeah. So it was a protocol of uploading himself, so to speak, to an exo to then live in the human world, essentially. And of course, the finale reveals that person was Felwinter, or that exo was Felwinter. And he had gone rogue for some reason. And that's why Rasputin's trying to track him down. Technically, Felwinter should have had a whole bunch of knowledge, which is why he think he woke up in a library, which could have been the Deepstone Crypt because the initial protocol was uploading at Deepstone Crypt. But like I sort of speculated, uh, Felwinter is sort of an, a clone of Rasputin. It's probably a very lame-o, lame-o, <clears throat> layman summary, basically. But if wow. he died and he got brought back as a guardian... That would have like made him an entirely different he, person. Yes, he didn't remember anything. So I don't. It doesn't really explain. Actually, good fucking point, Rick. Right? <laughs> this is my, <laughs> this is this is. This, anyway, thanks for coming. Uh, <laughs> uh, this is maybe why there's a part. There's a part in the in the book where there's a section of the exo brain the ghost can't access. Right, and they and I thought it was really odd that they introduced that, and maybe the reason why they introduced that is that's where a lot of this information is going to be contained. Even though Felwinter couldn't remember it, 
maybe that's the reason why Raspin was tracking him down is because he still had that processor, that knowledge he tucked away despite being gutted. That's right. But, I mean, that's also an implication for people like Cade too, right? Like that he had who he once was sort of buried away in his mind. But, I mean, obviously not to the significance of having yeah. fucking bits of Rasputin embedded in you. Yeah. Yeah. Man. So I don't think Felwinter was human like most other exos. I don't think he was firstly human. I think he was just a shell. He could have just been an exo shell given to given, Rasputin. And then sort of... So do you take it that he basically went rogue because he no longer wanted to serve the purpose for Rasputin? Is that like... Don't know. Don't there's know. a lot in. He, lot he in. went rogue and basically was revived as a guardian. I have to check the order of events. I don't know if he was rogue because he got revived as a guardian or if he went rogue prior to being guardian. I sort of have to check that. But that could explain why Rasputin's after him if he went rogue first somehow. I mean, the other, the other, I guess, possibility is that he serves Rasputin's purpose out and Rasputin goes, well, you're no longer of use fucking kills him and then yeah. he's like well <laughs> then revived knows that rasputin's a bad guy despite also being rasputin that's fucking confusing i'd probably yeah, run away yeah. from that too <laughs> like, yeah. like yeah man yeah holy shit it'd this be interesting like to see Bible this story out. isn't it ever <laughs> yeah i i thought very lord of the rings to be honest i was like this is because it's just they're, they're constantly just on the run they're just they're just running the whole time from the all seeing all-seeing eye of Rasputin. No, Felwinter is properly dead, though. He died in yeah. the yeah. thing. So the book the book ends right before the uh, events of Rise of Iron. Okay. So it ends it ends with him joining the Iron Lords and talking about going to the Seaver Replication Complex, Site Six, and we know that we find Felwinter's body in the Seaver Replication Complex. He's one of the bosses, right? Does that mean that Seaver had access to this shit that Rasputin, like, put in him? Oh, <laughs> good one. Oh, Does that mean we're well, going to get, like... I, well, Rasputin controlled Seaver at that point. It's more about who controls Seaver. Oh, okay. Right, so Rasputin ultimately won because he got it back. Yeah. Okay. And yeah. the circle is complete. At what point did he um, develop this fucking disgusting shotgun and was that in some way tied to Rasputin? Because I was pretty staunch on that I'm going to be on side Rasputin if it all goes to shit. I may change my mind based on that. <laughs> um, no. It was pretty funny though. There's a really funny scene in there where you, where you think, oh, my God, we're going to get the epic tale of how Felwinter claimed Felwinter Peak because there was a previous warlord there. Yep. Was, and I'm starting to think, oh, we're going to get like a Shax V, you know, how Shax V yeah, Fairwinter, yeah. yeah. like knocking heads off story. Now, nah, one line Fairwinter shot the ghost and kicked him off the edge. <laughs> it's quite good. <laughs> it's, it's perfect. It's perfect. Fuck off. He, fuck off. He, he blasted his ghost and then, and then Sparta kicked him off a mountain. Well, there the you end. go. Fairwinter, not here to fuck spiders. <laughs> no. Not here to muck around. All right, you can uh, you can you can put your earplugs back in now. We're gonna put a fucking line through it. Please don't talk about it any further in chat. We don't want to um, fuck up anyone's experience going forward. But you know, like this is this is some pretty pretty juicy shit. 
All right, well, what we might do, we might jump into answering some questions for the chat. So if you have any questions for, I guess, the three of us or about anything else or something that you'd like to say or maybe, uh, you know, how you feel about sunsetting, if you've, if you've got, you know, an, a, a take that we haven't sort of put forth here, by all means, put it forward. We're, uh, we, we try to be reasonable men. <laughs> we'll try and discuss things on their merit. But uh, beyond that, um, yeah, go for it. Interesting thing through the week, and I'll, I've, I've deliberately left this till late in the piece to bring it up. Um, Modern Warfare now requires you, if you want to play with a free account, oh, yeah. to register a mobile yeah. number. Holy shit, can we get that with Destiny, please, and thank you very much. Please. This is, this is one of those times when I'm like, fuck, part of me wishes that we were still tied in with Activision because it almost certainly would have been a thing. I, I love how on the surface that seems like such a simple solution, but how effective it is. Yeah, it's a good one. And it's one of those things like we've had some pretty fucking extensive conversations about this and it was not something that we ever even th thought to consider, right? But what it would mean is you couldn't have alt accounts, right? Um. You couldn't make no, a free-to-play like, understand... free account to, like, get rid of your, you know. My understanding of it was that you could register your account and play if you bought the game. But you needed to be able to have a, um, to play it free-to-play, you needed to register your mobile number. Right. That was my understanding of it. That may, that may be incorrect, but um, I don't know. No, that's it. I, th I think um, it seems like a good idea. I mean, I, ho I hope all the outlets are prepared to fucking be flying through two dollars SIM cards. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go buy some stock in some SIM card. In SIM company. card. Manufacturer. Yeah, but dude, as the world. The thing is, sort SIM cards aren't forward, expensive, but you, it's just a pain in the ass. It's a fucking inconvenience. Shocked. Yeah. And, and also, uh, there's a whole registration process. You have to put your, a whole bunch of details in, in Australia anyway. I don't know what, different places in the world. I heard that China's actually quite difficult with registering SIM cards as well. So yeah, it depends okay. what country you're in with how you register them. I mean, there's no I mean, real, I don't think there's any real checking here. In Australia. Like, you do have to put your address and you do have to put details in. And I don't know what happens if you've got double ups, but I think it's probably fine. Can you put credit card details in? Here you yeah. have to go to a shop and be like, please change this for me. Because you have to like have it linked to your account. And... Yeah, so well, you, you can't, can't you buy can't... a SIM card? You can go buy a SIM card, but you got you have to change your number afterwards. <laughs> yeah, but people yeah. would just be using it to, to register an account, really. Yeah. Well, like my phone, my phone doesn't even have a SIM card. Like at all. There's no where it does not exist. Uh, one of the newer Samsungs, there is no SIM card in this phone. So it's like, okay. Well, I guess if that's the way that the I'm fucking sure world's going to move, then SIM cards are going to be I mean, left sure behind. Then this is a pretty like future proof technology. It's like buried. <laughs> so it's just become one with the phone at this point. You can't take it in or put it out or whatever. Or... It is full phone inception. <laughs> yeah, you yeah, you can't even remove it. All right, let's but jump in. I and, don't know. Creases, uh, man, uh, says, I'm curious what will happen with Menagerie with Sunsetting. Will we be able to get new weapons and armor through it, or will this be a way for Bungie to potentially reissue weapons at some point? I think it'll absolutely be an opportunity for Bungie to reissue weapons at some point. I imagine if you go and jump in and 
run the menagerie as, as it is now, you'll get weapons that are just simply capped at a period of time, that are capped at that you know that that time period that applies to them now. If you've got them in your vault now, whether you go and find them six months down the line, they will still be capped. So um, I think that, yeah, there is a bit of fleshing out to do with, with respect to how the reissue of weapons will work. They've already alluded to the fact that they want to do it, but I... I actually see that as a positive. I think it gives an opportunity for weapons to have their time in the sun without the whole loot pool stepping on their head. Boys, what do you reckon? Uh, I got distracted in my own mind because I was like, damn, I really missed out Menagerie. I sort of tuned out that season because I was just reading law. I, I mean, I don't even know. How do you get into the Menagerie? I'll show you later, all right? You click, Mena- you click menagerie stream tonight. <laughs> You click a button. <laughs> That's the one season I've done more of the content in that season than I have in any other season because I wanted the shadow title and I dragged everyone through the flawless raids and all that crap. Um, Polar says, I'm not fussed about sunsetting, but I'm annoyed that I have to regrind my masterwork Gambit armor, which is horrid yeah. and expensive and not fun yeah. and not something you want to do. I totally respect that. And that's exactly what we I think, concerned about. I think the difference between a weapon and um, your armor in Destiny is that like 99% of the time your outward appearance is is your thing, right? Like that is your that is who you are in Destiny and that's your armor. So part of me doesn't like the idea of having to move on at all. Part of me is fine with it because it's going to be made okay by transmog. But with things like that that are like, you know, Polar is is Gambit personified. And to have to do that in a capacity where it's really not going to be easy. And it's gonna it's gonna take a fucking shitload of work, man. Uh, like, yeah, I I totally I totally sympathise there. Uh, I hope they go back on the I hope they go back on the armor stuff. To be honest. Yeah, yeah. I like honestly, I think that's the easiest fix. And I think like trying the water with a weapon pool solely on their own is fine. I think um, transmog is going to be a big deal. But unless that system is fleshed out and everyone understands what they're actually required, then I think. Um, it, it could be it could be pretty pretty problematic too. So I would like to see them take like release this in steps. Yeah, like not guess what now everything gets sunset all at once. I'd rather see them try it with weapons, and if that pans out, then yeah, I almost prefer them to put more effort on the weapons as yeah. a first thing, and just see how how the landscape changes with it. To be honest, yeah, yeah, and I mean like because you build you inherently build sets of armor, right? You invest into them to get out of them what you want. Weapons, you don't really do that. You get them, they drop, they've got a roll, or you're really infusing into them as light so or power level or whatever. You know, you, you don't change your weapon in any way bar one mod. So I think that I think it's fair that people are, are pissed about the, the armor being sunset. All right, what else have we got here? Uh... Everyone is very upset. That's fine. Everyone is very upset. It's uh, fine. Chicken little, <laughs> the sky is falling. It's fine. It's gonna be fine. Megaton's got a hurt soul. Um, stop typing it for a second, everyone. God, it's making it very difficult for me to scroll up. Um, it's like, oh, you've got a new message. Let me let me scroll down for let you. Let me scroll no, down. No, no. I'm busy. I'm I'll in the middle of something. Uh, Jugs says that item retirement is a good thing. The end. I am inclined to believe. I and I think that because armor isn't specifically retired. I don't know. It's it's the it's the fucking thing. That's it. Service of God comes through. Service a good bloke. Um, the amount of golf no, balls that will you know ultimately that be is. wasted. 
you know who uh, served as a god is in chat? That's not the real one. Is that a... Oh, wow. He's got imposters. Gassy tried to make a meme, changed his name, went to change it back, got hit with the, you need to wait two months before you change your name back. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Gassy. God. Oh, that's you sad, idiot. man. That's a fucking <laughs> bad time. Well, um, I guess... You, you you are surfers of God now. <laughs> There's two of you. Maybe that was who I saw Thank in God. the chat earlier. Maybe the other, the proper one was never here at all. <laughs> it was all a ruse. Yeah, we've dedicated more time to this bloke than anyone else. And <laughs> he didn't even oh, turn no. up. That's fine. Uh, you know, wow. <laughs> oh. Okay. So does anyone think Bungie will revert this if there's enough negative feedback or do we think it's too late to turn back before next season? Marishmo, good question. Um, I think Bungie have proved that they're willing to act on things uh, probably yeah. quicker than they have in the past. But ultimately, I think things like this will depend on the systemic work that they've done and whether or not they think it's comprehensive enough for us to be able to quickly adapt to a new system, right? Like, So if armor being sunset, is um, going to be sort of counteracted by transmogrification so you can look exactly the way you want and the item economy being, you know, generous enough that you can infuse things the way that you want. I think that they'll let it happen whether we scream at them or not. If that hasn't been fleshed out and they start to realise that maybe, you know, the, the negative uh, impacts that people are pointing out are, are going to come to fruition whether or not they do anything, uh, I think that, you know, there's a chance that they may revisit this. But it seems like this is the course we're on um, and unless something goes really wrong, we're probably not going to move. But, I, I mean, I don't know anything. I'm just speculating. Um, oh, that was the, the other thing that was in the um, in the TWAB that we didn't really touch on was um, the that there will be a new engram, the redacted engrams coming that you can actually go into through the season pass and modify to change the like your um what what drops from them and the stat roll of armor that drops from them so a kind of way of targeting what you actually want out of the game um i'm not going to go in and, and read through all of it robbie stevens does an incredible job in the top so please jump in and, and have a read through that but more or less this is i guess in some sense a mitigation of us being completely i think matt's just going to take a shit um he's just got up he's just got up and left um I, I i like the idea of this i like the idea of being able to hone um what it is you are you are you are chasing i mean ultimately that's something we've seen before in the menagerie and i think most people if you ask them will say that the menagerie has probably been the high point or season of um fucking season was that rick jesus Op opulence opulent season of impotence oh, um <laughs> I think it's probably been the most universally well-received season over previous times. So I would like to, um, I'd really like to to get to understand more about this and how often we're going to be able to do these things and what we're actually required to do to to get them to drop and how closely we can modify what we're getting out of them. Because ultimately, um, I think a lot of what Destiny suffers from and a lot of the reason people are so shit scared of losing their guns is because there's so much that's random. So if you can take some of that randomness out, Hell yeah. Matt, what did you do? Well, um, uh, I had to go to the toilet. <laughs> this is fine. I told this you is fine. fine. Call of nature. 
All of nature. No, no, no. no none of the audio listeners would have known, but, you know, there you go. Thanks for bringing attention to it. Oh, I know. I mean, the second – Matt's just run away. He's gone. He's just got up and left. <laughs> he really hates no, the idea of redacted engrams. <laughs> redacted. Redacted. Nice. Polar said something in the chat that it's kind of an underlying sentiment with a lot of people in the community. She goes, I don't want to grind. I just want to play the game. And a lot of people, this is why they're upset is, you know, you get caught up in doing bounties you get caught up in doing this objective for a quest or you get what, what have you, whatever's going on, a, an activity and you get steered in a way to where it's like, you're doing things you would, re I would rather play comp all the time. I just, yeah, man. Yeah. I have, I have fun in comp. I don't play forges. I did it to do this event because I wanted a super machine gun that made the shield go around me. But it, it's it's kind of like we're always chasing a carrot. And a lot of people, they're losing all this gear that they've earned over all this time doing things they really don't like doing so they could have fun in the activities they like to do. And you're just going to take that away. And it's that's why people get upset. I mean, yeah, I, I understand the sentiment. I, I get it. I think that's fair. And I think that, um, you know, there's going to need to be like, I mean, honestly, if we get weapons taken out and then to get them back, we have to go back and do exactly the same shit that we did and just grind it all out again, that will be universally poor, poorly received. Unless there is a mechanic of you can get your old gun back now and infuse it up to the higher light level because that weapon's now like pinnacle infusion capacity. I think that would mitigate some of this. So really they're only just varying it by season. You're going to get your gold rolls back at some point. Um, it, I think if we get ourselves into a position where you need to grind to get something back that you've already had, it's going to be super bad. <laughs> it's going to be really poorly yeah. received. Yeah. So I, 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 hope, think, I hope they're thinking the that out. Thing to look out for is cool weapons, cool rolls. If they're going to retire the old stuff, it needs to be replaced with really cool new stuff. And if they don't hit that right, I think there'll be, you know, more angry people, more angry gamers. Yeah, and look, the other thing with Destiny at the moment is we're we're super in the lull, right? This is always this part of the year historically has Every always year. been fucking rough. So if you're fucking not feeling real great about Destiny at the moment, and you're hearing a lot of news that isn't particularly positive about the way you're viewing the game. You don't have to play it. I understand that a lot of your friend, like a lot of us have friendships that are tied up in this, right? Like this is how you see your mates and that's important. But by the same token, jump in the Discord and just do something yep. else. You don't need to hurt yep. yourself over this. It's fucking fine. It'll all be uh, okay. Just give yourself I've been, a I've been, I've been live streaming my Mountain Blade Conquest in Discord. <laughs> Matt, you got to get back to streaming that like stream streaming it. Because there's just something that's really dumb funny about watching Matt fight these monged up looking barbarians and shit. That game is fucking weird. And I've never seen anyone play it but you. And I don't want to see anyone play it but you. But it works when you play it. I'm not going to play fight it ever. Him. Yeah. No, no yeah. we want to fight you. Surrender or die. <laughs> Have at him, boys. <laughs> it's just the Matt logical evolution of, you know, the weirdness that has become... <laughs> fucking you streaming it's beautiful <laughs> it's a beautiful thing it's a beautiful thing a beautiful thing to battle alright well what we might do we might wrap up this here episode of the Destiny Down Under podcast uh, 
huge thanks to Rick for coming by and, and staying up a little bit late to to hang and um, and join in. We, he was initially scheduled last week to come on. It was very, very fortunate that he could make it this week as well. So, um, dude, thank you for coming on. Where can people find oh, you? We need, to, we need to be better at like the professional side of this. Where, can you like list all of your links? Yes, by shamelessly plugging my own podcasts. <laughs> oh, dude, fuck, we haven't. Have you been on here since? I completely forgot about that too until this <laughs> moment because this is how I get out of this. If you go to destinyunfiltered.com, it has all of my links. Boom. Beautiful. Beautiful. <laughs> I mean, obviously, we're going to have to crush you now because you're our competition, but still. <laughs> Not really. No. No, no. no we're no. completely I think we, different. I think we're we like all the just do what we do. <laughs> I, t- I don't know that we can. Never mind. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna complete that train of thought. It was yes, it was unwholesome <laughs> as fuck. Um, Maddie, what do you got planned for the coming week, my dude? What are you gonna do? Hey, uh, after this, I've I've actually written the law script for Felwinter, but I've got to I've got to voice it, and then I've got to send it off uh, for editing, and that will come back. I've got a audible sponsorship linked in with it for Sunday night release, which is fantastic. And then the week after I've got a sponsorship with Displate to sell some of Gamma Trap's artwork going fitty fitty. If you want some artwork, it's, this is the place to get it. Are you, so, is there going to be a, like a fat discount code? Look, I don't know if I'm <laughs> going to say this. <laughs> Fuck, I can't yeah. say this. Anyway. Yeah, no, 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 no. Because I'm asking just as a bloke who's recently fucking flooded Girl his own house and is, is a bit skint at the moment. I want Gamma's yeah. art. I don't want to pay a lot for it. Am I going no, to be able to- actually, no, hold on. I don't know if it would be. No, I'm thinking of you. Maybe not discount for you, but oh. the revenue split. If if you just buy it off the website versus <laughs> buying it with the link I give you, I Gamma Trap and I get four times the amount of revenue split. Okay, so you'll give me back that money because you're my friend. <laughs> no. Yes. Anyway, use the fucking link. I'm gonna anyway, use the other uh, fuck. I'm gonna use the other fucking link. Fuck no discount there. for you. <laughs> Everyone just goes there and just googles the artwork rather than fucking using the link. Just out of spite. <laughs> Not giving a fucking toxic streamer any more of my money. <laughs> hey, Shades Lounge came in and gifted one, two, three, four, five subs. Thank you very much. Uh, right as we wrap up. So Azarius, Cyborgs, Ads4, Haggy, and Critbuff. Congrats on the subs. Normally we don't read that sort of shit out, but we're right at the end anyway, so it doesn't fucking matter. Thanks to everyone who hung out. Thanks if you're listening to this garbage on audio platform or watching it on YouTube. Uh, we are sorry we missed last week. We are here absolutely going forward, and we aren't going anywhere. And um, beyond that, just uh, rock and roll. Keep on rocking in the free world. Uh, Rick, um, I'm glad you're armed to the teeth over there and I trust that you will thrive under the the current madness because let's be honest, you are basically our personification of chaos. Uh, Maddie, where can the law find people this week? What's what's happening with the law this week? Let me let me take you away. You're paddling. It's perfectly blue ocean. The swell's picking up. Hang on, hang you on. Paddle, you paddle, you paddle. I have a mile direction. Is that part of the story? <laughs> Uh, now. I've been the sun's beating down. There's a there's a a rainbow dolphin right next to you. Right? Here comes a here comes a wave. 
you fucking pop up, you start riding the wave, you're in the fucking wave, it's going through, and then the barrel comes over and you see just at the very end a glowing law book and you think, <laughs> fuck. God, I'm so, I'm service of God, 96. <laughs> The law will find you at the end of a mystical barrel with a rainbow dolphin. Fair enough. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> See ya. Bye.